You know, part of building a successful business is learning how to handle conflict that may arise with your customer. There's nothing more frustrating than providing a service that you're passionate about to a customer who is excited to receive it, only to encounter a conflict from miscommunication, misunderstanding, uh, misunderstood expectations, or poor documentation. I think that there's a lot of information and strategies already out there about how you can avoid conflict, manage conflict, mitigate conflict, or even just eliminate conflict. But on this episode of Build Your Difference, we'll discuss one of many techniques for handling conflicts. Now, I'm not perfect, and I've had my fair share of ups and downs on this road, but over the years, I've developed a few techniques that I'll share with you to keep you moving forward in the face of customer conflict. Let's get started. This is Build Your Difference, a podcast created by Blue Artists, a brand platform with one goal, to help great visionaries like you build impressive brands. Every month, we'll bring you insightful tips, knowledge, and compelling stories from successful entrepreneurs and the Blue Artists team on how to create and market a winning brand that does more than just launch a new product or service. It starts an ongoing conversation because you're not just making a brand, you're making a difference. Let's start building. What is the customer's understanding? All right, so let's just take a step back. I want you to think about a scenario where you've been working with a customer, you've, you've gone through the many steps of a particular project, and suddenly what appears to be out of the blue, there is a conflict. The customer is suddenly upset. You're not, you're not quite sure why, but it, they're just seemingly upset and, you're, and, and you don't know what the reason is. You check with your team, they're not sure what the reason is. It just seems almost out of the blue. I want you to stop and I want you to think, what is the customer's understanding? What's their frame of mind? I want you to put yourself in their shoes. I know it can be difficult sometimes, especially when, when we've worked so hard and we've gotten so far and we feel that we've done everything we can to keep the customer happy. I still want you to take a second and put yourself into their shoes and think deeply, what are they experiencing right now? After you've answered that question, I then want you to think about you and your team. What is their understanding. It can be easy to say things like, oh my goodness, this customer is crazy, or this customer is irrational, or this customer is not taking our hard work into consideration. And maybe there's truth to that, and maybe it's also being a little blown out of proportion. The point here is that it's on us to take a step and understand, try to understand what that customer might be facing. Are they under a deadline? Is there something that they, that they were expecting that wasn't fulfilled? Uh, was there a uh, miscommunication or a sort of a, 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 a set of expectations that maybe were unrealistic or poorly communicated? What is your understanding on the situation? Do you believe that this customer uh, is, is communicating effectively? Do you believe that the customer expressed what they needed and do you believe that your team or you 
expressed in return what you were capable of? Do you feel that you've done everything right in terms of communication? And do you feel that the customer maybe did not understand that? Was there anything written? <laughs> I know that's a big one. I always recommend having everything documented. We'll get into that later. But in this sort of preliminary phase, we're thinking about, is there anything written? Was there an agreement? Is there an email chain that I can go back to and, and sort of pinpoint when things sort of veered off in terms of expectations? I want you to, to, to spend some time understanding where your customer is coming from, understanding where you and your team are coming from, and understanding if there is a bridge that connects those two by way of written documentation or a recorded conference call, review that. And in that bridge, was there a moment, was there a, a shift where suddenly the expectations were no longer uh, uh, matched, okay? This is really important. Before we get into mediation, before we get into conflict man management or resolution, we have to take a moment to really just say, you know what, my job here is to have empathy. It's clear that the customer's not happy, but it's also clear that you don't totally understand why. And maybe that customer is not doing a very good job explaining what their frustration is, but you know clearly that there is frustration. And maybe you feel that there is written documentation, everything was spelled out clearly, and everything was presented the way that it should have been presented, and maybe that customer just, you know, took things out of proportion. Who knows? But the point is that we need to identify these three elements. We need to identify clearly what does the customer expect of us? What did they what did, they, what did they walk into this relationship expecting? I would suggest that you jot that down, okay? Take note of it. And then the same thing in terms of what your understanding of the situation is as well. What, is, what exactly are you selling? What exactly is your service? Jot that down as well. What exactly did you come to the table saying that you would be able to provide? And then go through whatever that written understanding is, whatever that agreement is, or maybe an email chain, okay? A lot of, a lot of this stuff happens through email chains nowadays. Go through that and clearly pinpoint, okay, this is probably where the expectations maybe got misaligned, or this is probably where, you know, maybe I said something and embellished something a little uh, too aggressively, and now that customer may have held on to it and doesn't understand that maybe I just exaggerated something. I need to correct that. We have to go through and understand those three elements so that we can take the next step, which is going now and speaking to the customer and saying, look, there, there's a misalignment here and I believe I have an idea of, of what it might be, okay? Now look, it might be crazy, <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be something I'm totally not expecting, but here's the research I did. And if I'm right, I wanna propose this to you because I think this might be a solution, all right? I, I don't know if you see where I'm going with this, but we're gonna explore more of this when we come back. So listen, we're gonna take a quick break. I want you to stay with us because there's gonna be so much more that you can learn about how you can handle any misunderstanding with a customer. Hi, and I wanna welcome you to Build Your Difference, and today we are discussing how any business owner can handle just about any misunderstanding with a customer. Now, before the break, 
I suggested that we do sort of an audit of the customer's expectations, the customer's understanding of events, our understanding of events as a service provider, and the bridge that connected those two things, whether it was a written agreement, whether it was a, a recorded call or a recorded conference call, or whether it was a series of emails, okay? Taking an audit of each of those elements to understand, hey, this is, this is where the expectations were, this is what we said we could provide, and here's how they were communicated. Discovering the expectations is, I would say 99% of the time, where misalignment occurs. So if you can take the time to discover what, what, what were the expectations that we set and understand what that customer was really looking for, really uh, uh, hoping to gain from this experience, then you're going to have a way in into understanding what the resolution may or may not be. Let me give you an example. Have you ever been in a situation where uh, you, 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 you had an agreement with a customer to let's say, for example, well, let's say for example that you are a, a baker, all right? And the customer comes in, they place an order, they say, I want 10 of your best muffins, okay? And you say, all right, I'm gonna give you 10 of my best muffins. And they say, well, I want the, the, uh, the, the, the cinnamon raisin muffins. And you say, okay, I'm gonna get you 10 cinnamon raisin muffins. So that's the expectation, and you've confirmed this expectation now, and, and the agreement is the rendering of the cash, right? The, the payment, that's the agreement, okay. So, so a, a day or two later, the customer comes back to pick up their order, and you have five cinnamon raisin muffins and five plain muffins. Well, I don't know why you would have done that because clearly the expectation was to <laughs> 10 cinnamon raisin muffins, but for some reason you, you provided five cinnamon raisin muffins and five regular muffins. Okay, so the customer has an expectation and you did not meet that expectation. Now what happened there? Okay. Well, did, did you did you write it down wrong? Maybe when maybe when you were taking that customer's order, was there a a a, 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 um, a misunderstanding in what you were adjusting mentally versus what you wrote down? Was there a uh, is there a situation where there's just not enough ingredients to make the uh, cinnamon and raisin muffins that the customer has expected that you said that you could fulfill on? Now, is there a situation where uh, maybe uh, too many other people have come in and ordered a similar thing and you just got the orders mixed up and it was an honest mistake and you're gonna make it right? The point is that you really want to understand that what that customer expected and what you expected and where, where, where did that kind of go wrong? And, and when that customer comes back and they're clearly disappointed, this is an opportunity for you to, 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 to step up and say to that customer, hey, you know, I know that what you ordered was 10 cinnamon and raisin muffins. Believe it or not, this is gonna sound crazy, but I wrote down 10 cinnamon raisin muffins. I wrote it down exactly as you said it. And you're not gonna believe this, but when you walked out of the store and I started doing my cooking for, the, for, for, for your order, I got the, the orders mixed up. I had so many different orders on, on my, on my uh, countertop and one of them said 10 cinnamon raisin muffins and the other one said this other thing and the other one said plain and I didn't, I, I, I just, I grabbed the one that I thought was yours and unfortunately I made a mistake and I'm sorry. And now I want to make it up to you, okay? 
So I understand that I've, I've dropped the ball on this. I'm gonna give you five additional cinnamon raisin uh, muffins, but unfortunately I can't have it for you today, but I'm gonna have them for you tomorrow. Will you accept that? And then allow the customer to make a decision. Allow them to say, you know what, yeah, I'll accept that. Or, you know what, no, I, I won't accept that. I, I want my money back. Or whatever it is, okay? But the point here is that you have, you have given voice to their original expectations. You've also given voice to what your understanding of their original expectations were. And then you gave voice to where the misalignment happened. And you clearly took ownership of that misalignment. And you know what? When you can show that you're willing to take that kind of ownership, what I have found is that people, they can be understanding and they're willing to work with you to get to a resolution. And what you might be surprised about is that same customer might now have bought something else from you that you didn't even realize you were selling. And that is a sense of trust. Sure, a little bit of trust may have, may have been damaged, but because you stepped up and because you, were, you, you identified the issue and you were honest and you were willing to repair that issue and you were willing to, to, to do what you can to make up for where things went wrong, you've now just essentially sold that customer an extra portion of trust. That's incredible because now they trust you twice as much as they did initially which means you're probably gonna be expecting some more orders from them, assuming you come through on the five extra muffins that you said you're gonna have on the next day. <laughs> okay, so look, we're gonna take a quick break, but I want you to stay with us because I got a little bit more to say about how you can handle conflict with any customer. Stay with us. And welcome back to Build Your Difference. Today, we are discussing how any business owner can handle just about any misunderstanding with a customer. Now, earlier in the episode today, we discussed the importance of doing an audit, understanding the customer's expectations, understanding how we as a service provider understood those expectations, and then looking at the documented communication, whether it's an agreement, or whether it's an email, or whether it's a, a phone call that's been recorded, looking at where that misalignment may have occurred. The second thing that we discussed after uh, doing that audit is we then discussed how do we uh, 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 sort of represent where we may have made a mistake? Being honest, being willing to identify the expectation, give words to that expectation, allow the customer to hear through what you're saying that you understand what their expectation was, and also that sort of reiterating what your initial understanding of that expectation was and where that misalignment may have happened, okay? Giving voice to that. Now, we wanna talk about awarding peace. Now let me just say, awarding peace is a very interesting thing. When we typically encounter a conflict, we, we, we usually sort of look at it as a battle. Maybe, you know, someone has to be defeated and the other person has to win. Hopefully that person is you. You are the winner and the other person is the loser, right? Uh, but, but you see, in a situation like this, where you're dealing with a customer 
conflict and you want to repair that conflict. This is not a battle. This is not an opportunity to declare a winner and a loser. This is an opportunity to award peace. And guess what? The only person who can award peace is you. As the service provider, you're the only person who can say, here is the solution. Here is the resolution. I want you to have peace with this experience. Now, in order to get there, you've got to do a diligent job listening to what it is that your customer is saying, to what it is that you're feeling, being honest about what you're feeling. If you're feeling nervous, being honest about that and saying that. And then being honest about what a solution could look like. So for example, is the client willing to resolve the matter in-house. I always like to start from that assumption. No matter what the disagreement is, no matter what the conflict is, I always like to start from the premise that this is an issue that both parties want to resolve in-house. And why is that? Well, think about it. The customer has already made a commitment to you. Either they've paid you or they've made a commitment that they will pay you if you come through on the service that you said they're going, that you're going to provide. And if you do not come through on that service, then you have just cost that customer not just what they said they would pay you, but also the time that they've allowed you to do whatever the service was that they now can't get back. So this is a lose-lose situation, really. If, if that customer has to go to a different provider, guess what? They've just spent, they've just, maybe, they, maybe, they, maybe you give them a refund. Okay, so they got their cash back, but they've spent time, time that they're never going to be able to get back. And now they have to go and invest that in a different situation. So resolving this in-house is in most cases, what both parties want. You want to make that customer happy, you want them to be to feel great about the service that you've provided, and they don't wanna go someplace else because they don't have the time. They just wanna get it done, okay? What would a solution look like for the client? I want you to think about that. You understand the expectation, you understand your understanding of the expectation, you've given voice to both parts, and you've articulated where that misalignment occurred. What would be a solution that the client would like to see? Well, guess what, you can't guess that. You have to ask. You have to ask the customer, listen, I understand where you're coming from, and this was my original understanding, and I can see that maybe on our end, our, our end we had a misalignment. What would be a solution that would make you happy? What, be, what would be a solution that, that would make you feel that your time was not wasted and that we can move forward? And that customer, they may have a very clear idea, or maybe they don't. And if they don't, this is an opportunity for you to engage with them and explore options, explore solutions. And I always say that when, when you have that opportunity to explore solutions with your customer, you are actually in a better place than you were at the beginning of the relationship. And, now, and, and the reason is because now you're joining together. You're, you're back in that sort of collaborative state. And now from that collaborative state, you can instill more trust, you can earn more trust, which I don't know if you know this, but trust equals business, which means <laughs> that you get more business. So this is actually a good thing if you can successfully bring this through to a resolution, to a conclusion. Can you award 
peace and provide the solution. Let's say that after discovery with the customer and after clear uh, uh, understanding of what that customer feels they would really want in order to, um, in order to, 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 to feel good about moving forward, do you feel that you can provide that solution? Do you feel good about providing that solution? Do you feel good about the opportunity to award peace? I always say that the most important thing in this, in this part of the resolution process is looking for the opportunity to award peace. I don't know that you're ever gonna feel totally good about it, okay? Because it's something that you've got to give. <laughs> but if you can do it, if you can find that, that nugget and say, you know what? I'm willing to award peace. I'm going to award peace in the, in the form of a refund, or I'm going to award peace in the form of extra credit or extra muffins in the case of muffins, since we were talking about that earlier, okay? I'm going to go above and beyond whatever the, the requirement is to make things fair. I'm going to go above and beyond that because I want to award peace. I don't want to hold on to this conflict. I want us to both be able to walk away from this situation feeling good, okay? It really, more importantly, I want the customer to walk away feeling good about their experience with us, our business. Now listen, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Sometimes this is, this is extremely difficult. And sometimes, sometimes there isn't really an obvious way forward. I mean, I've definitely been in my own fair share of situations where it seemed like there was no way to have a resolution. In fact, maybe the resolution is simply saying, maybe we're not a good fit. Maybe the expectations that I've sort of instilled in you or helped you to set up were, are just not expectations that I can fulfill. And I don't think, you know, I just don't think you're gonna get what you're looking for with us. So here's your money, here's your, here's, you know, the, here's peace. Please move forward and, and let me point you in a direction to someone who I think is going to be able to help you and help you at a level that is going to meet the expectations that you're looking for. I mean, I've been in situations where I've had to say that. It hurts, but, but it's better in the long run. And you know what? What's always surprised me is that when I've sort of, I hate to use this analogy, but when I've kind of put my tail between my legs, okay, and, and said, you know what? I'm going to award peace even if it's at even if it's at considerable expense to me, okay? I've always been surprised how that simple act of kindness has come back later to, to, to sort of pay dividends back to me in a way that I would not have expected. And I want you to think about that. You may not know exactly how things are gonna work for you, but the more that you can send happy people out into the world in terms of their experiences with your business, the more advocates you're, you're, you have. And that, while you might not have been a good fit for that particular customer, that customer now understands who you actually may be a good fit for and might send some referrals your way because you were able to close the deal in a manner that awarded peace. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. But this is something we all have to deal with. And there's absolutely no reason why you can't do it. So do it. Award peace whenever you're given the opportunity. I want you to, th I want you to, uh, I want you to think about your business 
as every step of your business uh, as an opportunity to build relationships. Those relationships are valuable. Thank you for watching Skills to Pay the Bills in today's segment of Build Your Difference. You know, building a business is challenging work, but it doesn't need to be difficult. If you've been in business long enough, chances are that you've had your fair share of customer disagreements, just like all of us. And if you're just starting out, I can imagine that this can be a fear that gives you a fair amount of anxiety. But the truth is, handling disagreements is more than just figuring out who's right. It really comes down to how you wish to award peace. In every customer disagreement, there lies the power of the business owner to award peace. And that, that always gives you leverage. Leverage to leave the deal and award peace or to keep the deal. Make a concession and award peace. Your customer cannot award peace, but you can. And if a customer attempts to make things personal and you begin to feel disrespected to the point of anger, then awarding peace simply means it's time to walk away. Pia Silva wrote for Forbes.com, sometimes a difficult client might try to make things personal, but if someone attempts to criticize you personally, you know it's time to cut your losses. Don't waste your time on people who won't live up to elevated standards of professionalism. And as you build your difference in the marketplace, remember that being kind is not the same as being nice. You can offer kindness by awarding peace without finishing last. Thanks for listening to this episode of Build Your Difference. If you'd like to learn more about how Blue Artists can help you develop a distinguished brand that inspires and engages a growing audience, then please visit us at www.blue-artist.com and be sure and subscribe to our monthly podcast for the latest tips and trends in brand development and marketing. And remember, you're not just making a brand, you're making a difference. Start building yours today 